0: People who, who have heavy menstrual bleeding. Your neighbors would have told you, oh, it's normal. I bled so heavy when I was young. I used seven pads a day. It's absolutely not normal.
1: Wait, you're saying it's not normal to bleed so much? It's not normal to bleed Is it so much. just for much. teenagers
0: or for every for woman? Every, every, every woman. But wow. usually the period changes start at when they are teenagers okay oh, and wow. it continues to when you get older and at that time it could be a condition called endometriosis mm. but because the society believes that oh once you bleed heavy it's normal now my mommy too bled heavily when she was young so if i'm doing the same thing then it's normal
1: sorry please sorry to cut you short because mm-hmm. i'm really liking the direction that this is going <laughs>
0: okay how heavy is heavy so, any bleeding that makes you use more than three parts a day is heavy. Wow.
2: Ooh. Yes. Okay, who wow. would have thought Please that? <laughs>
1: yeah, <everyone laughs> this is serious. I never. Ever wondered what's up with weight, marriage, kids, love, friendship, and money?
2: Well, we're three peers in a podcast and we want to know what's up with everything. And we mean everything.
3: Your hosts are Adventurous Ada. Spontaneous Timmy mm-hmm. and Tanasha's Tell, and we ask you to join us as we figure things out. You can, you can find, find us, us on, on Apple, Spotify, Spotify and Instagram at 3Ps in, in a, podcast. a Podcast. Hi, Pina.
2: Hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, so today's another, you know, exciting episode for us. It's a recording for you, it's an episode of our 3Ps in a Podcast. And we have a guest again. So this is our second time having a guest. And we are pleased to announce that it's a female guest. So, you know, for those of you who wondered why we had a guy in our holy sanctuary, (laughs) today we have a woman. And today's going to be a bit different from the episodes that we've recorded so far. We're going to have facts. We're going to have data. We're going to have an expert talk to us about something that every woman at some point in her life wonders about, considers, um goes through, and we're going to be getting insight from a professional, a health professional. It gives me great joy. How do they do those things when you have with, a guest speaker in your church? Joy. With profound joy. With utmost pleasure. And utmost oh, pleasure. Yes. And and you know, and we are so delighted to have with us drum roll. We have um Linda Keiko. She's the Reproductive health specialist at Pink Clinic, mm-hmm. and she's going to be talking to us everything on a very light note. Of course, we are not about to, you know, scare anyone or bore anyone mm-hmm. on a very well, light. Well, if note,
3: you're scared, that's on you. Go to <laughs> see go me check now. your health. If you <laughs> are scared just based on this conversation, go and check your health.
2: Yep. Our topic for today is what's up with reproductive health and you know the pressure to have babies before you're 30, before you're Because 40. 40 is the new 30. Mm. So you know um, things are shifting quite a bit. So we're just trying to understand and let the peanuts and even ourselves know what options are available if anyone decides that they're not ready to have a baby yet and would rather take that decision much later in life. So today we're just going to be talking about up with reproductive health, what are mandatory health checks that you should have at a certain age or at various stages in your life and we're just trying to understand what the implications are of our actions and of our decisions. So if you decide not to do something at this time and you rather do it later, are there any repercussions what we'll myths? so we're going to be finding out you know what's true and what's not true from a factual perspective and we're just so grateful that Linda took time to join us today.
1: Pleasure. thank you linda
2: and welcome to three Ps in a podcast yay
1: <laughs> so good to have you Linda. so good to have you my pleasure
2: yep before we started linda hasn't listened <coughs> to any of our podcasts <coughs> and you know that should be a minus as a that guest was quite, I'm that was quite unfair <laughs> <honest>. <uncomfortable. laughs> <Yeah, and hurtful. laughs> but we forgive her because she'll listen to this one oh, and yes, hopefully she'll go she'll back listen to others. listen to the others oh yeah. yes i will but still it's okay Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so please tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Tell us about the PIM Clinic. How long have you been doing this for?
0: Okay. So my name is Linda Keku, a reproductive health expert. I've been focusing on women for over 10 years now. Okay. And it's been interesting, mm-hmm. you know, rural area, urban areas, you know, helping women live their best life. And then I decided that I think women needed more. Because I was working with an NGO at the time. And I thought that women needed more. They needed to pay more attention to their reproductive health. So okay. we started the Pink clinic. So Pink clinic is a sexual and reproductive health clinic. Okay. That focuses on women and their partners. Because men felt that, oh. Are you just focusing on women alone? What about us? We also have a productive system Mm -hmm. too. Mm. So I said, okay, you can come along with your partner. So we have experts for the guys and we have for the female. So I am focusing on the female to help them live their best life, to create awareness because we realize that a lot of problems starts from when you're actually in your teenage age. but We don't know it. For example, people who, who have heavy menstrual bleeding, your neighbors would have told you, oh, it's normal. I bled so heavy when I was young. I used seven pads a day. It's absolutely not normal.
1: Wait, you're saying it's not normal to bleed so much? It's not normal to bleed it so much. Is just for teenagers or
0: for every for woman? For every, every, every woman. Well, wow. Usually, the period changes start at when they are teenagers okay and it continues to when you get older and at that time it could be a condition called endometriosis Mm. but because the society believes that oh once you bleed heavy it's normal now my mommy too bled heavily when she was young so if i'm doing the same thing then it's normal
1: sorry please sorry to cut you short Mm -hmm. because i'm really liking the direction that this is going (laughs)
0: okay how heavy is heavy so any bleeding that makes you use more than three parts a day is heavy Wow. Ooh.
2: Yes. Okay, wow. who would have thought Please that? Please you know. <laughs> <Yeah, we're laughs> you know. This is serious. I never... Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yeah, so any bleeding that makes you bleed more than, use more than three parts a day is heavy. Wow. Any bleeding that extends, that exceeds seven days is heavy. A normal yes. period should be between three to seven days. Yes. If you tell me that you bleed for 10 days, I'm looking at something else. If oh, you wow. tell me that you use seven parts a day, I'm looking at something else. And this continues for a long time. And women do not know and by the time they get to their 40s, they're already diagnosed of something that oh, has wow. happened a long time ago. But because they are not well informed and their awareness is not there, they end up having this disease condition. So pinkling is about creating awareness on these problems that can happen and providing early solutions to these reproductive health issues. I know that
2: there you were know some questions. Yes. But you mm. want to say
1: something? I Go want ahead. to say something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, are we going to talk about like what causes endometriosis in this session
2: okay maybe not because we're not you know the intention wasn't even to look at case case by case you know issues but one of the questions i was going to ask was what are some of the myths you know true false that have surrounded women you know over time and you just give us one because i didn't know that heavy bleeding was a sign of anything other than your body just has more blood to shed or more <laughs> death
0: <laughs> to <laughs> you know, shed. Yeah, so people usually think that period is about death. death. There's nothing dirty about periods. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so please just, you know what? Let's just dive into it. So what are some of those apart from the period? Is there mm. anything else that you heard every single client or A 70% of, of your clients say and you found that it's just not true?
0: Oh well, people thinking that period is dirty, people thinking that if you bleed so much it means you have so much blood to shed, shed. and uh, people thinking that every woman that the more you bleed the more healthy you are mm. yes
3: yeah, i've, heard, I've that. heard that one yeah i've heard that one yeah, the and then they, they say eat. you're more fertile
0: lo- yes then you're more fertile yeah. but they forget that period is not just you shedding your eggs but the lining of your womb too sheds and when your progesterone hormones are low you will bleed more and if it is low, you can't even get pregnant. You can't ovulate. Mm. You can't even ovulate. So don't think that because you are bleeding more, you're healthier than a person who has just three days' menstrual cycle. What about children that start bleeding pretty early? I think around
1: them, around eight, them, yeah.
0: Yeah. Usually people think that, oh, because they start their period early, that there's a problem with that. Well, really, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that because of the kind of food and the environment that children are exposed to these days reproduction and the puberty happens earlier, earlier than normal research has also shown that if that happens you're at risk of one or two problems in the future like what? but like cancers there's some cancers oh. like endometrial cancer as a result of early puberty you know oh. yes unfortunately so but overall there's nothing wrong with that the kids are fine if you help them to eat healthy and exercise they're good
2: okay so
0: i don't know why i'm scared but okay <laughs> don't have to be scared. and we said we're not all going to be... to be scared no, <laughs> yes, <we did. laughs> no and... one need to be scared we just need to be aware of all these things because yeah. there's so many myths surrounding female reproductive health and mm-hmm. i was very happy when i saw your sc- the questions yeah women need to be really aware of this myth that surrounds their reproductive health fertility and all that
2: Okay. One of the things that we're going to focus on during this episode was um, fertility fertility and the decision on whether or not to have kids in your Mm -hmm. 30s, Mm -hmm. in your 40s. And you know what you can do to make sure that whenever you are ready, if you become ready at some point, it's still an option, a viable option for you. And it's still something that you Mm -hmm. can do. But I would like to know, so in your career, 10 years is a long time. Mm -hmm. So dealing with women and more mature women now, what are some of the things that you've heard women say that you found is just as a result of like societal pressures. so in terms of you know having a baby i think the most common one and you know it's it's everywhere we've been told since we we're kids and it's only starting to change now that women are more aware and you know have taken their lives into their own hands is that the best time to have your kids is in your 20s mm-hmm. or before
3: 35 or
2: before 35 yes yeah. and if you can do earlier you can do it the better. the better you know get it out of the way maybe and this is not even i think if you put 10 women in a room Nine would agree that there's mm-hmm. some truth to that okay. because even when you work out, there are certain things your body can do when it's younger that, you know, it, it might get a bit more difficult to do when you're grown up. We've had women say that when they had a child at 25, it was easier than when they had their 35, they had the next child at 35. But I just want to know from a factual point of view. So this is not hearsay. This mm-hmm. is not, you know, social media talk. What are those things that are true when it comes to deciding to have a baby early? Mm-hmm. And what are those things that, You know, it's just bans.
0: Okay, so for women deciding to have babies early is usually a very good decision. But if the man is not there, there's really nothing you can do. I don't expect you to beat yourself over it. It's usually very good to have your babies early, in your late 20s, mid 20s, and early 30s. The thing about the body is that as you get older, especially for women, your body ages, including your ovaries, the eggs the age as well so for women who are trying to get pregnant later in life they should be considering freezing their eggs okay. at what age should we freeze our eggs so the best time you can freeze your eggs would be your late 20s and early 30s if you mm. want to get the best See of me it a <laughs> Wow! Wow. (laughs) (laughs) you're in your late 20s early 30s and you see that man these guys are not ready that's my next step (laughs) let me just do something Uh you can freeze your eggs and freezing your eggs is preserving it from aging so that it remains the same Mm -hmm. until whenever you're ready to have a baby and what happens is that it is reserved if you have tried and you're still not getting pregnant those eggs you have reserved will now be artificially inseminated when you're mm. ready. When you're ready.
1: So I've also heard that like extracting the egg
0: itself mm. is another very dangerous procedure. Mm. How true is that? What makes mm. it dangerous? It's not dangerous, it's just a procedure. It's well, not people have you just better, have to oh, spend you know. money and if your eggs are viable they will extract it Mm -hmm. the professional knows what he's doing it's easy it's not something there's nothing dangerous about it
1: you know why this came up the whole danger thing was when you know they heard that people were selling their eggs like university girls were selling their eggs and i don't know if it's to discourage those girls but -hmm. they now came out and said oh that's very that's a very very, dangerous thing i've
0: heard that because it's like a surgery like a mini surgery the thing that we've had so many people people send us well there'll be some no, no, sedations and yes so you mean they're going to numbness. like
1: it's invasive so they'll cut your tummy
0: something like that
1: jesus so the,
0: they will. so the thing is <laughs> we've had we've had so many people make come to our dms to make inquiry and ask please do you, do you do egg freezing yeah or do you do egg donation and we're like okay you want to freeze your eggs yes do you want to donate eggs yes some people want to donate they're looking for who to give to because they feel they have so much uh, and some people want to freeze wow. <laughs> wow so the procedure is like when you're doing your in vitro fertilization mm-hmm. it's nothing so we we'll just give you medications to help boost the eggs so that they're very viable and then they're extracted and preserved i have another do you do question that at pink clinic you? at pink clinic no we don't do that we okay. only for now we only refer maybe later in the future we'll start it's something doing that. yes we have I'd a partner ahead. clinic that does that, okay. and they are very, very, very efficient. Okay. Mm.
1: So my question is: Is it true that women in their forties who have children have a higher chance of having children with like Down syndrome, Down syndrome, or other learning disorders, or anything on the spectrum?
0: Yes, that's very correct. So women in their forties, usually, we advise that you can, if you can have your kids before forty, that's fine. But why? Right? Why? Why is why
1: is that the case?
0: Because as you age, like we said. The eggs are aging. Everything in the body is aging. So when it comes to the mutation, things can go wrong. And that's why women end up having children with chromosomal disorders like the Down syndrome uh, or any of similar conditions. And sometimes, too, maternal age can cause the woman to have what we call gestational diabetes and other health conditions. (laughs) So the the more you age, all this, your body is not. As easy as it would have carried the pregnancy when you were younger. And then the outcome would be a baby that has one condition or the other. And sometimes you have, which is a good thing, multiple pregnancies. Multiple pregnancy can be as a complication of having babies in your older age. What's
2: multiple pregnancy?
0: Twins. Okay. That's a good
2: problem.
0: That's a good good problem. I did not know that. The older you get, the more your chances of having multiple pregnancies.
1: Hey, hey, we have,
2: hey, we have some, hey, hey, <laughs> I have some <laughs> oh No, I bet that's a something popo. a lot of people haven't mm-hmm. heard before. No, we, I've never heard yeah. that before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. So this whole shame around women having kids in their forties, mm-hmm. it doesn't really apply to women who have been married and they've been having children from their twenties, right? Like my mother had two children in her forties, right? Okay. and she had me in her twenties. I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from. So there's, there's, so there's, there's a gap. Gaps. I mean, so women who have been having children from their 20s, 30s, they keep on having to their 40s. I know some women, they have like 12 children. Yeah, my grandma so had children in 40s. Exactly. So there's not uh. that much shame around those women who have children in their 40s. But then if it's your first time having a child in your 40s, there's some shame attached to it. Like, oh, this is your first one and, mm-hmm. and you're 45. Yes. You know, so mm-hmm. I want to understand like the dynamic around that.
0: So because, you know, this is just a myth and a societal way of thinking. So because a woman is married and she has had first and second child and they feel that, oh, these two, they are really fine. They are normal. The third one, too, should be normal. They just Mm -hmm. assume that the third Mm -hmm. one is normal, no matter what age the baby comes. But I've seen a lot of couples. The first child is fine, second child. But once the woman hits 40, 45, you see that the baby, that third child has Down syndrome.
3: And just mm. follow. I that just follows science, yes. actually.
0: Because when you
3: think of it, what we really care about is the age at the time of conceiving, of conceiving and the child. child. Yeah. And not the, the age of, oh, the trends with all your, your ability to have children. Mm-hmm. Because if that were the case, women will never stop having children until they're 100, but for men who pose. And yes. But then they'll be having Children that I feel like God is wonderful for stopping mm-hmm. it. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, to avoid, yeah,
0: yeah, to avoid you having children mm-hmm. in your very, very old age. Mm-hmm. So. Another thing is that people focus on women than the men, they feel that the men mm, else yes. does not affect fertility,
1: yeah,
0: but does it? It does, it does affect fertility us, as the man gets older, thank gets into you. what we call andropos. Oh, as thank the woman you. Gets into menopause I put this
1: on twitter <laughs> andro on. andropause andropause did you guys hear
3: that andropause so you're Never saying heard that at a certain
1: age mm-hmm. a guy's sperm becomes less viable yes
0: fantastic becomes less viable and healthy he becomes less healthy he so maybe you like see, again, please. at go. a certain <laughs> age a man's sperm becomes less viable it becomes less healthy so you can see a sperm with a head without a tail or wow. with a tail without a head uh, and so that condition called again? i can't really remember but that whole situation is called andropause okay so the man gets into andropause just like the women get into menopause, menopause where their eggs are becoming are getting to age the man's sperm cells also age but they don't really manifest hormonal issues like women mm. although they start to show irritability they're easily irritated they are a little bit depressed and mm. they feel that they can't perform like they used to do. Mm. So they want to take something to enhance them. So that whole stage is the andropause stage. Peter, Beyond- why is this not so popular? Why don't a lot of people talk about... I'm serious. And I-, I-, I think
3: there's the- really a, a societal divide because think about it. The fact that you hear Oh, an 82 year old man. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to cheat on, mm-hmm. but you probably know who I'm talking about. An 82 year old man is getting a 26 year old pregnant. And they're like, yeah, that's because men can have babies too. That's what mm-hmm. I was going to ask. Now, hearing this where
2: you are putting in a sperm that does not have head or tail, mm-hmm. that's, that's why that I even manifests. wanted to ask. So, is that a case of you can't impregnate someone or it's harder? Or is that it's actually harder. a case of harder. the same thing that happens with women where The child can then be subject to chromosomal or something. Oh, yes.
0: Of course. Because making up of a baby, there has to be a healthy sperm and And a healthy egg. Yes. So when there's a chromosomal anomaly, what happens is that it manifests on the child. And it could be from the sperm or from the egg. So it's both ways. So what the society usually puts that focus on women. Forgetting that men are also there. Women are just carrying. So when you see that a you hear that. An 80-year-old man gets a young girl pregnant. I think DNA <laughs> is needed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because sometimes, or most times, that baby is not for that man. Hey. <laughs> Linda, I want us to <laughs> so, set something up. Hey.
1: It's possible. It does it's happen. Possible, but but then sometimes, happen. okay. But
0: I get But very you mean. rare. Mm. You know, someone that's 80 is very, very rare. So all those things need to be checked.
3: So I'm Amazing. Wanted, I wanted to ask something because mm. I'm around a lot of people who are trying to conceive. In my 30s, a lot of people are married, trying to have children and all of that. There's a, a lot of focus on that. And one of my particular, particularly close friends, her gynecologist actually, recommended that he sees her husband as well because he wants to do a profile on him to see if he's healthy. And the reason why it's he is a little concerned about the guys. He's a very, very big guy, and the aesthetics going on to that. So the doctor wants to be sure that, just like the woman who is trying to get pregnant, that he wants he doesn't have an impact. Exactly. On so his ability what are too. what are some lifestyle conditions that affect fertility, even if you're within the prime ages of
2: childbearing and yeah. all of that? So to be blunt, if yeah. you're bigger, or like whatever, is that, does that reduce your chances if you're you know what are those physical or you know genetical attributes lifestyle issues yeah. that
0: may affect your ability to get pregnant. Okay, so I will start with this one. So for some guys, when they want to get married, they would first of ask about your family history. They want to know how many children your mommy has. So if your mommy had, if your mom had like four kids, they say ah, she can get pregnant. Her mother yes. had children. Yeah. <laughs> they do that a lot. So they believe that family history of uh, high fertility means that. You will also have children. Mm-hmm. So if your mom had just one child, you say, ah, this one that her mother has one child. I don't think there, there's no the chance of getting pregnant is very low in their family. You don't <laughs> go and marry them. That's a myth. Mm-hmm. If my mother had seven children, it doesn't mean that some things will not affect me, and it doesn't mean I'm going to have as much as my mom did. So lifestyle can affect fertility. And that thing that can affect fertility is, of course, if you are on the big side, the more big a woman is, the more your hormones become imbalanced and the more Mm. it's difficult for you to get pregnant. So for the guy too, men who are bigger usually have slower sperm cell movement Mm. and they have less or lower sperm count. Wow. Yes. So the more unhealthy you are, the less healthy your sperm cells will be for the man Defined and so unhealthy. for the woman. Yeah. No, you know why I
1: actually like that
0: she used unhealthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because
1: some guys are big but they're not they're still fit. Oh
0: yes. That's why I even fit. want
2: to know that's why I said Where unhealthy. Coming from, yes. So unhealthy. So
0: unhealthy know. is when you're not eating right you mm-hmm. eat a lot of um, junk, junk does food does alcohol have you an impact here? don't sleep enough mm-hmm. you don't exercise and you take a lot of alcohol mm. alcohol affects fertility so alcohol men alcohol affects everything yes
1: yeah. <laughs> Point, i don't know yeah. so <laughs> men
0: with low sperm count the first thing we tell them is they need to stop taking alcohol How about smoking smoking of course yeah. and if you find that a lot of men with low sperm count the first thing we they tell you is that oh i smoke and mm-hmm. i drink so those two needs to go they need to for go. you okay. to be able to i'm not saying that men who smoke or drink can't get a woman pregnant they of can. course they can mm-hmm. but some people that do it on the excess Usually, they it affects issues. fertility. Mm. Mm. Okay. Other things are maybe not sleeping enough. Infection for women can affect their chances of getting yes. pregnant. So, if a woman has an infection, a vaginal infection, it could cause what we call a pelvic inflammatory disease. Mm. 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 yeast can,
2: infection? Mm.
0: Yes, overgrowth of yeast infection can cause what we call pelvic inflammatory disease. Okay. Overgrowth of bacteria infections can also cause the same thing. And when pregnancy wants to happen, there's no space in the womb for the egg to dwell and pregnancy cannot happen or there could be an obstruction in the fallopian tube so the sperm is not able to travel to where the eggs are then pregnancy can also not happen so when a woman is trying to I'm get sufficiently pregnant, traumatized <laughs> so when a woman is trying to get pregnant she has to go, go for to checks. check for, for her nice. hormones check for infection check that the, the tubes are patent Check that the wombs are free from any growth or anything that can interrupt pregnancy. Fibroids, fibroids, of course, fibroids, yeah. cysts, polyps, or whatever. So, All i have, have a quick story.
1: Can...
3: Yes, God. I'm so happy we finally I have <laughs>
2: <laughs> If nobody I delivers, <laughs> I <that> will deliver. <laughs> deliver.
1: Okay, so story time, story, story. I love it. I had some pain in my tummy. And it wasn't like really sharp, but it felt like every time I sit down, Mm -hmm. I just feel like there's a heaviness in my tummy. Where was this? This was this year. It actually started last year. Okay. But this year I said, I decided to, it wasn't obstructing my daily activities, but I just felt like, what's the point? Let me just go and check it out. So I went and I saw the doctor and she said, okay, she's going to refer me to go and get a scan and all of that. So when I went to do the scan... (laughs) The person person in the lab, he said he's a doctor. I don't know if med lab people are doctors, but he said he's a doctor. And then he started to advise me.
0: Ah, med lab people are just, they're scientists. They're scientists too.
1: But he said he's a doctor. Okay,
0: he might be. So maybe he's a, I think he's a urinologist or something. Or a sonographer? Maybe. The person that did your scan? Yes. They're called sonographers. Okay.
1: Okay. So they're not doctors.
0: Not medical doctor. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so we did the
1: scan and he he said to me that I have a fibroid mm. the size of a fourteen week old pregnancy. Mm.
0: Okay. That's yes,
1: helpful. that's quite heavy. And okay, but before he said that, mm-hmm. he asked me if I've ever been pregnant. Mm-hmm. I said no. He asked me if I plan to get pregnant and why I haven't gotten like pregnant What's yet. His uh-huh. That's why I said this story is very, very, <laughs> I said, well, I don't have man now. Maybe if you can give me a man, I'll get pregnant. He said, if I know what is good for me, uh, I should better fine. go and look for man now, 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 now. and Get pregnant mm. if I want to have children. I was like, ah, I don't know where this is coming from, oh, but I feel like you're putting some amount of fear, you know, into you me. To get a second opinion. So, he was just the one that did the scan. Okay. So, I had to okay, still we'll go back, back to the specialist. Exactly. Thing. So, I went back to the doctor and she said she doesn't see anything going on and she doesn't think I need to take it out, but that she still needs to refer me to a gynecologist. So, I went to see a gynecologist again the next week. And... I don't know how you guys feel about it though. but male gynecologists I, I don't think I, I'm ever going to allow it to happen again I don't
3: stand there either. what Thank they you. do
1: it's a bit invasive in my opinion and that's also a societal issue because I, when I lived in America I had both a
3: male and a female gynecologist but there was a certain degree of bedside manners and yeah. professionalism that I enjoyed that when I came to Nigeria the first gynecologist before I started I am a patient of Pinkling first before I started going to Pinkling a man (laughs) and for me i felt very preached at i felt very looked at in a funny way because for me i just didn't enjoy him asking me about my sex life but not asking me from a health point it just felt like have you done this and i'll say yes or no Hmm. and i couldn't unbundle that Hmm. that's your gynecologist over there no 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 the first one i I went to see when i moved to nigeria before i discovered pink clinic and i stopped going to that place was he just be like he asked something. And he say, "Hmm." He always had a hmm. Well, <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was hmm, like like a judging. Hmm. I medical I'm, I'm my medical red flag. I yeah. raised in my head or hmm. So you do
2: that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I had, I had to, I had to seek out other <laughs> places. But my
2: gynecologist, my whole pregnancy journey was a man. Yes, so, but again but were caveat. But were caveat. Uh, I wasn't too. You, you were married. I got pregnant before I got
3: Okay, but then you were you had a partner. No. You had a steady, not that he a kind of partner.
2: knew of because he didn't used to follow me to his sessions. But the caveat I was going to add was he was a Nigerian. Uh, uh,
1: there there yeah. we go. There okay, we go. but to Indian. be fair, my gynecologist, the male one, I feel like he wasn't judgy mm-hmm. and he was calm. He just asked me the right questions. And he said the reason why he was asking me is because if I have not done some things, he's not going to be able to insert whatever I yeah. want to insert. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I feel like where I had the problem, and it's just a me thing, mm-hmm. yeah. was... The actual point of inserting, I just felt a bit weird about it. I don't know. Maybe if a female had done it, I wouldn't yeah. have felt yes. that way. Can I can mm-hmm. I tell
3: you my own personal experience with that? Yes. I please. have never been able to successfully have a pap smear or any of from those a names man names from anyone. And yeah, it took it took said something a, like a couple before. of. Of specialists, I've gone to a pelvic floor specialist. I've actually gone to therapy for it. I mm-hmm.
2: you know and you it was said, something oh, yeah, I was going
1: to talk about. That on this I was
2: going to talk about it. It was yes. going to inform one of my questions for this, but I was worried that we won't have enough time. Oh, we have time. To delve. Oh, no, we don't. <laughs> oh, we
3: have time for vaginismus. I don't think. We have time, the reason though, I'm saying, oh, no, we don't. So that oh, we of can course,
2: you've dropped it, and I'm grateful for it. And that's why I'm even mentioning it that, you know, Simi told us, especially during during the trauma episode. Yes, Yes, there was something that, you know, they would have concerns with. And what I was going to ask, and that's why I said we didn't have time, was I was going to um, segue into how trauma affecting your ability to do a lot of things yes. so to have sex and enjoy it how trauma affects your ability to reproduce there were going to be a lot of questions and trust me i don't think we have time yeah. to delve into that mm. line of so i was going to keep this and see if you know we could have a second session oh yeah we then but that would be trauma point oh, into, maybe yeah. Yeah.
3: so i think rather than us going into trauma i want linda to actually because i mentioned vaginismus i want you to just breeze over it and talk about how in this climate mm-hmm. because in foreign countries a lot of time you find out that someone who has vaginismus was actually raped mm-hmm. but i've gone through a lot of vaginismus youtube videos in with nigerians trying to seek help and i find that a lot of it has more social impact than even trauma can I'll you tell imagine? you why let me explain to you the problem there's this notion of and i heard this on a podcast and it just raised like the biggest light bulb in my head where I said. A lot of people are having problematic relations when they eventually marry from the abstinence co- from places that that celebrate abstinence because for them they have sh- programmed yes. their mind to believe that sex was bad until a particular time. Yeah, but then they've now gotten to the past where they are now married and they have to have the physical aspect of actually having sex. But because their mind has been so wired in the past that sex is bad it's now time for you to rewire your
2: brain and it's not just a switch that you can flip up and down it's time (laughs) it does i I would even take it to a different maybe not so deep angle but Mm -hmm. it also happens and i want linda to you Mm -hmm. know tell me if in your experience you've had women also say this it's it's one of the reasons why i think even married women Mm -hmm. so you would put 10 married women in a room talking married for a year two years maybe 10 years even longer and they can count on one hand or maybe two how many times they have initiated sex. Men would naturally do it. So even when you want to, you expect that maybe the simple things you do or see should be interpreted to mean that you are in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. But women are nowhere near as... <laughs> Direct as men. as men when it comes to touching you when it comes to you know um, very few getting your yeah. body to you know respond to or getting your body to you know uh, we we had a <laughs> we had this thing at church where one of the questions during our couples fellowship was how many of you have ever woken up your partner in the middle of <laughs> night to like have sex and i think almost all the women were like
0: i'm you do women that I women but, but they can do men. some non-verbal yes yeah, so sign women language. and men
2: are like we don't you know men don't take those cues and you then find men saying no touch us if you want to touch us kiss us if you want. i was going to give another story but it's not mine to say so okay. i'm just going to shush but like you'll be hearing kiss us yes because it's not it's not my story no I like face. <laughs> you know that is like tell us tell but us yes now. like even even you find that i have had people who even say that kissing their husbands even that. Is you know a bit of a yeah. it's it's something that they have to summon up maybe liquid maybe mental courage wow. to do and I just want to know that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: land land tell them, please. you, land. you actually so see I, a lot of
3: guys yeah.
2: complain about that oh, complain about their women not, and yet. how like mm-hmm. and i think on this podcast anyone who listens to us knows that we advocate for therapy therapy of all forms if mm-hmm. you need to talk all to someone therapy. If please if you need if to you know if, if it's health anything mm-hmm. talk to work. someone so um i guess that advising people will find themselves in that position is also something that your clinic can so offer it's, it's, a, it's a service that you can offer. Yes. yes and I think yes. we can just put it out there that women I don't think this is a myth. I think it's something mm. we've all grown up to know. Women want sex just as much as men. Yes. yes. There's no like it's not a gender based activity. No, uh-huh. <laughs> it is. No, I feel it's like not.
1: it's just it's and it's a pity that there's a lot of shame Around, to, Yeah, yes, women wanting sex and it's just unfair.
3: And you know, really the problem starts at a very early age. And it is the early age that you're supposed to start sensitizing. I'm not saying bring your child and make her watch porn. Mm-hmm. No. That is mm-hmm. a very reckless thing to do. You have to start initiating confusion. A lot of us went through life with zero yeah. sex education. Yeah. And some people are learning their sex education from watching porn. Mm-hmm. And that is far from the reality or of... Or from personal experiences. Yes, or and personal, personal experiences trauma, could go both ways. Yeah, or or exactly. If you didn't have good experience, experience. Exactly, or negative experience. Because, you know, there are a lot of experience. boys that yeah. you hear... Things Like, oh, my first encounter was with the house someone
2: girl. older, yeah. With the house girl. Yeah,
3: and I'm not saying house girls are not human beings in their own entity or whatever it is, but I'm saying usually it is not a choice in some instances. It's,
2: yeah, what I was going to go to was and, let's even look at society. Yeah. It's, it's if a woman gets um her first experience from someone much older, of course, it's abuse. We all know that. Yeah. If a guy does, it's experience or mm-hmm. it's knowledge or it's you know, training, An older ladies and it's something me, that like, they talk about. We've talked about this on. The, um, on one of our previous episodes. Because it's something right. that they relish. Mm-hmm. It's something that they take pride in. Oh, I have very wrong... Had sex
0: before. What about oh, men who haven't had sex before until marriage? I didn't even know that there was such a thing. Yeah. They are virgins. Yes,
2: real mm-hmm. virgins. Do they know they what to know do. where to I want to say from. a story. When they that ejaculate, my, they don't yeah. know what to say. They don't story. know what it means. Story. I want to say a story and this is like, it might sound like a lie and even me when I heard it, I had to, if not that I knew who said it and you know like i then got confirmation so my ex-boyfriend his parents used to be pastors in the palace and you know his dad so he was t- my ex-boyfriend that is was telling me that there was a certain point where someone that you know i knew as a result of being in, in a relationship with him one of their was it drive out one church member that just used to be in their lives at the time and he was telling me that he had the craziest thing at that time that apparently the couple they came to church and they were asking for prayers to have a child <laughs> and um, basically praying that they married, I think, at that point, for a bit over a year. And then they did a bit of, you know, they made prayers. And you know, church, the natural thing is to go into like prayer mode. Ah, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> the natural thing is to go into prayer mode. And instead, they started praying and they were at it for about, I think, maybe two, three months. Where someone just went like, Okay, like at this point, see a health, you know, if you're really like if you're doing everything you need to do. But before you even see a health person, how's the sex life? And they were like, They are not having sex. So where's the Wait, baby gonna what? come from? I kid you not. <laughs> I, I didn't plan to do insemination. No, they did not no
0: (laughs) you guys know something i've actually had clients like that yeah they are not having sex and they're coming they don't know where is the child yes where's the gonna come from have you guys they don't know they've never been talked to they
2: grew up in that body of they didn't do biology they were never spoken to i did not think the fact that linda is even saying that she has clients like that is at that point it used to be wild to me because there was no way everybody wonders where babies come from there's yeah, someone that would where have
1: one of my friend's baby came from <laughs> because, because she wasn't doing she it, it. <laughs> <laughs> so not Jane, only that, is she joined the Virgin no, yes sure. probably even worse she's like very prude
2: so sometimes when I see her and her baby, I'm like, secrets. You did this thing. No, even poor people, it? they poor people could get dirty. But the <laughs> ones you should be worried about, the ones, it's it, it's scary to think that that level of ignorance Both of them can don't exist. exist. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: We how stars. old were they when they got married?
2: Twenty, like maybe the wife was like twenty five, twenty six. The husband true. was like twenty eight. They were not an old couple. Old old but no, they were not children. but they were not children. So it's the fact that they grew up in that church. No one has ever... Like I said, the church had been praying for months
0: before someone even took the initiative to even say, are you you having issues? Are you... I really don't know why people find it difficult talking about sex. Especially in the church. Yes. It's it something shouldn't. that, so, you know... It happens in the church among every member yeah. of the church. So why are we shy to talk about so it? So what
2: churches are trying to do or what new generation have found churches are trying to do is, okay, we won't talk about it on a large scale, but we will create small buckets of yeah. fellowship where, you know, maybe couples fellowship, maybe mm-hmm. singles fellowship, maybe this, maybe
0: that. It would have reproductive, you know, talks mm-hmm. where you can... And that's it. why time we do a post about sex on our social media handles, we get a lot of questions. questions. Mm. If we put up, ask me anything on sex, oh my goodness, the phone is going to be buzzing from morning till the next day. Mm. So I have a question. Sex is a very interesting topic where people shy away from it, but they want to, they're looking for who they can ask in a very private way. Yeah. Mm. So if you come to Pink Link, the first thing we'll tell you is that we're very private and we're very confidential. So anything you see, you're very free to say whatever you say once you enter the consulting room because nobody's going to hear. And you see, that's why Pink Clinic is just three years old, but we have a lot of clients. Yep. Because a lot of people want to see one a female doctor that they can yeah, that they can trust and open up and to, say mm-hmm. anything to. And someone that they can also trust and say all the things that they can't say to their friends.
2: Oh, family. I know the girls family. have like a lot of things to say. I have just two more questions mm-hmm. before we go Sorry, into that. Before we
3: before you move to mm. that, that deeper life inside I just want to know. Like, so I watched this movie when I was a younger adult. It's called Blue Lagoon. And it's pretty much two children, their sheep got wrecked. They were on the island. They went from being like oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, they went from being like it five. Mm. It's a very is old movie. Yeah,
1: it's interesting.
3: And they went from being like five to when they eventually died, and there were just two of them. And through the progression, the boy, the girl got boobs. She got all kinds of things, and they decided all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. They decided all kinds of they, things. They found a natural way to understand that sex happened. She mm-hmm. got pregnant, mm-hmm. had the baby, and yeah. life continued. So for me, in that instance where these are two married people, do they not have any physical...
2: um, No, of course they do. Or you suppress it if you don't know what what it is and you've gone that entire time. They don't have TVs though you know, people like they they don't don't watch
0: TVs. So,
2: so like, the exposure... That's
0: really true that they don't watch TVs. No, some of them now them, But when we were growing up, all the people... (laughs) When we were growing up,
2: and I'm not... In secondary school now, we had people who you both used to live and Mm. go to their houses. They don't have TVs. They don't have computers. They don't have... They never saw each other without clothes. What I'm even saying is, you know how you watch an American movie and, like, once a guy and a girl spend too much time in a room, you know that it's going to happen. Yes. Somebody's going to be drawn to. In Nigeria, the reason it doesn't happen is not because you don't feel those things. It's because we, the way we were raised alone builds that level of self-control. I, I don't want to call it self-control. It's more like this invisible wall that stops you from acting on your natural impulse. Especially for the women. We're not as impulsive. Espe- mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially for the women. We're not as impulsive. Well, again, I also think that that it depends
1: on the person's character and personality because a lot of people will also act on their natural instincts. Mm -hmm. So it would would then depend on how you were raised and all of those things, you know, your beliefs. And
2: values
3: and all yeah.
0: these
3: things. Yeah, no, I'm just like so nobody wow. doesn't get nobody direction. talk. Like, probably
0: does and doesn't know what it is. You get direction, but he won't know what to do. Heads, yes. What cares? Yeah. Yes,
1: afraid. I think that natural instincts. If you leave a baby boy and a baby girl on an island, just like you said, and they grow up, they're going to have sex at some point. Huh. Yes, they will.
2: They don't have external like you know voices Co- and everything and control. Yes. But you can't remove the place like of yeah. You have
1: the urge to eat, to drink, to yeah. pull to whatever. Sex things. is also a natural urge. It will okay.
3: happen. Mm. Yeah. So
2: you don't have anybody telling you it's wrong. So you so would follow do, your uh, Dr. Linda, I want you to confirm what
3: Adaja, the last statement she just made about sex being a natural and physical urge. Yeah. I want it to be said as a fact, as opposed to a, a myth, or you know. But dilly darling, I want it to be said on this podcast that it is a
0: fact.
1: Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know yes, what i saying. So. um, because of your hormones. So there are sex hormones that are usually once you get to puberty, once you just get to puberty, those hormones comes into circulation. Yeah. So sometimes you have the odd, but as young people, you don't really know what it is. And then when the guy touches you, maybe somebody that you really like, you notice that you start to get wet. It's not by your making. It's these hormones that helps those things happen. The vagina starts to secrete. And the same thing for the guy. He starts to get an erection. And then sometimes they don't even know what to do. They're looking at the erection and they feel ashamed. That's because the hormones are in circulation and they're not in total control of it. People who really want sex are those who their hormones are are in a very high production. And when they don't get it at this time, it's like something is going to happen and they're forced to either violate a lady or abuse a lady. That's a high production of the hormones and they're not in control. Women are in that. We've had women who have raped boys too. We have girls who have rape boys. That's because they're not able to control... That's an infomania, those, right? Yes. They're not able to control mm. that sex urge when it comes. So it's but about there's help the for that. There's help for that. Yes. When it is produced in excess, we give you something to, to bring it down. There's okay. some people we've seen in the clinic that will say, I can't stay a day without sex. Mm? Well, and their holla. partners run away from them. Oh. So when you said that some women don't usually initiate sex some people actually would initiate yes. and even more yes. and they'll tell you that yeah and you must do it so sometimes men have had to run away from the house because <laughs> they like it. it so there's something my husband says oh god this is this so, is so crass
2: and Linda, you're not Yoruba. no I'm so not so it's just Timmy and I um, but maybe do would just speak Yoruba because uh, I'm yes, about to yes where so you my from? husband says I'm from
0: Emo state mm, my
2: where? husband
0: mm. oh yeah she's from Emo as well my mm. husband says Emo
2: United <laughs> <laughs> olo oh, Milo uh,
0: my husband is Biosa. Okay. Yeah.
2: okay. So my husband usually says Olo Milo Mare. Do you know what that means?
0: Olo Milo Mare. Yeah.
3: What is Olo mi? Like the person who produces the you? liquid is <laughs> <laughs> the person so
2: I'll get tired. The person that'll get tired what fast person that produces. <laughs> <laughs> we yes so it's not no, no 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 he doesn't mean it not about the person no, fetching firewood I, would they not get tired no <laughs> no 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 in the context of oh, like sexual really? intercourse that me lo ma- what he means and you know again this is even to lead to a question mm-hmm. the first time I ever said i think we we're watching something and he just you know mentioned it and it blew my mind but then it got me to thinking so that's true i have seen shows or movies where, you know, if a man is the sex, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. women naturally, after a few rounds, you're probably done. It's just natural, except for, you know, the people, people who, you be know. you
1: speaking for yourself. No,
2: that's what I'm saying. Again, we've uh-huh. made this claim. Like, or maybe <laughs> I should put the caveat. We said it from beginning, but we should put the caveat again. Again, we're talking of majority of a sample group. Mm -hmm. So, of course, this Mm -hmm. might not apply to you, but in majority... And, you know, you're affirming based Mm -hmm. on your experience. But then we found that when women are the ones who, you know, have the higher sex drive, Mm -hmm. men too. Because after a while, they might want to in their minds, but I don't think their bodies can actually be coerced to, you know, take it. And that's why, you know, because they produce substance when you know they're jack women, you know, you don't produce anything, you just your body receives sometimes and you, you respond. Do. Oh so yeah, sometimes But yeah, that's that you know what? Let's before we get carried away. So I just want to know what are some safe options that are available for women, you know, as you grow older, so mm-hmm. your thirties, forties. You've talked about freezing um eggs. yes, freezing your mm-hmm. eggs. Are there any other safe options that you can consider as a woman who, you know, would know that you will probably want to have a child sometime in the future, but not yet.
0: Oh, so if you don't want to have a child yet, then you should be thinking of a contraceptive that can help you prevent pregnancy to when okay. you're ready. So there are hormonal contraceptives and there are non-hormonal contraceptives. Give us a feel. So, I'm on one. Okay. I'm um, on I the, implant. the um, No, the IUD. The IUD. Okay. So that's the non-hormonal <laughs> contraceptive. So that one is not expected to change anything about your hormones, but it acts by and releasing some copper that, around the that kills yes yeah. that reduces the motility of the sperm. Oh, the sperm and then we have the non the hormone ones that's like the implants the injectables that you take every 3 months or like daily pills Peels, that you yeah. have to take continuously until whenever you're ready to have a baby mind you this is like stopping your eggs from you know getting into production but it doesn't preserve it, it doesn't preserve it from aging when mm-hmm. you get to that age Pregnancy naturally should happen, but it could be a little reduced if you are more than 35 years old. Okay. So if you're ready to get pregnant, what you need to do is to stop the whatever contraceptive you are using and you can just get pregnant. So apart from egg freezing, the next thing you're thinking about is getting a contraceptive. But egg freezing does not mean that you can't get pregnant. It doesn't mean that you're taking all your eggs, but just taking like maybe couple, vibe couple of years and just preserving and if you don't do anything to stop pregnancy you can still get pregnant by mistake so is there anything else like egg freezing
2: that you can do to preserve your eggs nothing
0: else that's the only thing that science, we do has currently been. in i have World a very Africa. naive question and i'm mm.
2: asking from you know maybe if i had done a little research i wouldn't be asking this on air so mm-hmm. hopefully i'm not saying anything stupid Go ahead mm-hmm. can a woman of course i know the surrogacy where you carry someone else's eggs yes sir. right Mm -hmm. so at the time where you're ready you can also pay to have someone else's eggs so for your own use so you can have that's egg
0: donor you can have someone donate egg for you and then for surrogacy is if you don't have an egg at all or you don't even want to carry the pregnancy at all some people don't want to after doing your BBA, you don't want to change that (laughs) for let someone (laughs) do it for you So that's possible and in that term the woman doesn't see the baby you don't see the woman, you don't even know who carried the baby for you. It's agreed. There'll be a middle person that's going to arrange all of that. Yeah. But we'll just do a background check, medical history, mental health, underlying medical conditions that can be detrimental to the baby. All those will be checked. Once the woman is good to go, then we'll get the man's sperm and inseminate with the woman's egg. I have a question. So if you if your eggs are still viable, we can use your egg and just artificially fix it into the carrier, who is the surrogate mother. That would carry, so you know that the baby is purely you and your husband. husband. It's Mm -hmm. just that you're not the one carrying the baby. That's it.
1: Okay. So my question revolves around surrogacy. I have read that when a woman is pregnant, Mm -hmm. some of the DNA of the baby, you know, is absorbed into her body. Now, when you are carrying a baby that is neither yours nor your husband's. And yeah, accepting DNA from such a child does it not affect your own
2: bodily makeup in first, any way. Is the first part true? That the baby's DNA that you take, you absorb some of the
0: baby's DNA? Uh, No, that's a myth. Hmm. Are
1: you sure? <laughs> <laughs> you know why yeah. I say so? Mm-hmm. Because it has been said that, you know, like when you see a husband and wife, they get married. Mm-hmm. After a certain. They start you know, to look alike. They start to look alike. And so that make them look alike. So people have said that it's but even because of the you, pregnancy and all of those but things.
0: But even when you adopt no, even a baby, people that don't have children, even when you adopt a baby at a very tender age and the baby stays with you, at some point the baby starts to look like you oh, because sometimes. of the bonding, it happens. And sometimes you see couples start to look like each other. It's just yeah. because of the children. bonding. I don't think it has to do with babies. I think because I know a couple, they've been married for <laughs> decades, they don't have kids and they look alike now. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't think it's so. It has because to do with the kids, family yeah. bonding. At some point, you start to look like your husband. People are looking alike, and that's it. So when the baby is born, part of the DNA doesn't get absorbed to anybody. So if the, the egg and the sperm is, is for the couple, the baby is definitely going to have their DNA. Okay.
2: You know what? So let's wrap up. So what are some of the general my anchor segment today is an unpopular opinion that is going to have a question for Lena. So I want us to have enough time. Mm -hmm. to you know talk about that or dissect that and hopefully not step on any toes so i'm just going to unless you girls have any questions my final question would be tell us about the health you know checks that are mandatory please do not skip any of these tests. so tell us when you're 30 or when you're in your 30s these are some of the things that you should be looking at when you're in your 40s this is these are some of the things that you should be checking out for and so on and so forth
0: okay so if you're in your 20s to 30s now, is it for sexually active people or for? Maybe both. Yes. Both? Okay. So, the, the what you should be doing for women who want to have babies in the future, you're going to be checking for your hormones. The hormones are the first thing you check. Remember, your hormones control your sex drive, it controls your period. It controls even your weight. Some women, when you gain weight excessively or when you lose weight excessively, the hormones have everything to do with it. So you're going to be checking your hormones. Some people wait until when they're about having a baby before you start checking that. I don't support that. I feel you should start checking all of this. So that if there's anything you need to do, because you can start that, doing mm-hmm. it now. Not waiting for the man to come. Yeah. And There's so much family pressure on you to have a baby. So start checking all of that now. And also, you need to screen for infections. Infections have caused almost 50% of infertility. Infertility. You know, bacterial infections that blocks the cervix and causes atopic pregnancy. So you need to screen for that, especially the sexually transmitted infection, if you're sexually active, like syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, trichomonas, Mm -hmm. and so. And then the other thing you need to check for is your ultrasound. You need to check the state of the womb. Is there any fibroid there that you need to nip on the board early before it gets too big? Some people have never gone for an ultrasound. They've not even heard what an ultrasound is. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes someone will tell you that I feel something hard on my stomach, but I thought it was just normal. Something hard on your stomach should not be hard as a woman. So by the time you check it, you see that there's a big fibroid there growing. If you had realized it earlier, maybe would have told you what to do to stop it from growing yeah. so that you wouldn't have to do a surgery. But at the time, you, most times when women present, they are usually already having complained of their period being too heavy or they are trying to get a baby. That's when we may really find out what is wrong with them. So women shouldn't wait until when you are trying for a baby aggressively to do all those checks. Periodically, once in a year, you should go for a full blood count You should do a hormone profile to check your hormones. You should do an STI screening to check for any sexually transmitted infection. You should do an ultrasound to check for the state of your womb. Now, if you're in your 40s, they say life begins at 40s, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You should be checking (laughs) for ovarian cancer, like doing the CA125, because that's when all this manifests. You should be doing a breast cancer screening. You should be doing an MRI to check the state of your womb as well to be sure that there's nothing wrong. You should be doing a general head-to-toe, test to check for your liver, your kidneys, blood, blood. your blood pressure, your food blood count, and so many of that. And the pap smear. Another, pap smear, thank you. So yes. for pap smear, pap smear is advisable once you get, if you're sexually active from 21 years, yes. you should do a pap smear. If you can't do a pap smear, you can do the cervical cancer screening. So at Pink Clinic, we have a package where we include cervical cancer screening into your screening so that you don't miss it out. We check that for you as a bonus to your Um, STI package. So the reason why you need to do that is because cervical cancer does not manifest in one day. It takes up to 20 years or more for you to manifest. But if you catch it early, cervical cancer is the only cancer that you can prevent and it's the only cancer that you can treat once you find out early. Other cancers you can't prevent it because you don't even know when to start. But these ones you can actively prevent and treat it. Preventing by getting a vaccine treating by addressing whatever would have caused that at the time you identify. So that's why the screening is very important once in a year if you have not been vaccinated. If you have been vaccinated, you can do your screening once in every three to five yeah. years and you're good to go. And remember, the vaccine protects you for a lifetime. Wonderful. So once you get the shot, you are sure that... By the grace of the almighty, there's there's nothing like cervical cancer again.
2: I heard that there's an age break from when you can get the shot.
0: Yes. So, usually the shot starts at, if you have an eight-year-old daughter, you give her the shot at eight to 25. It's more effective within that Within that period, okay. But if you're more than 25 up to 45, you can still get the vaccine. It's just that it's not 100% effective as it would when you were younger. So, once it's, when you get to 45, there's nothing else we can do. We can only just screen you every three years and or monitor. every two years mm. and monitor to be sure that it does not progress into...
3: A full-blown cancer.
0: A full-blown cancer. You mm.
3: heard, ladies. Wow. <laughs> this was a very was informative. episode. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. questions? Yeah. I mean, I was doing a checklist in my head like... Whew. How many have I, you know, which one?
0: No, me, as, yeah. be, I yeah, think yeah, you I mean, have done most of it now. <laughs> she's a good, <laughs> good, good patient. Oh, she's very and good. She, she doesn't joke up. with her health. She doesn't want to hear stories. So, that's my, my own story is very important I said,
3: too. I don't want mother in law while like, I was. <laughs> I want to know now. Let me know while I can still control the narrative and say, you know, let me do this. Yeah. As opposed to, I'm inside and we're
2: like, oh, ah. mm-hmm. she she's, hold,
3: she's holding our our children. She has tied my son somewhere. <laughs> I beg no.
2: I don't say, like, I can never be me. <laughs> um. okay so my anchor segment is this um i'm about to touch on a very touchy you know topic simi's looking at me like mm. in your experience running your clinic mm-hmm. i want you to tell us what you know in seeing patients especially women tell us some of the impacts of having a cheating spouse a cheating spouse <laughs> yes no because you oh, know partner. The reason, maybe I should give some context. So the reason I'm asking is, you know, cheating has become one of those things where I think it's even gotten worse. The more enlightened we get, yeah, where it's one of those things where you just go like, it's a man's DNA. Yes, it's a man's DNA. There's not much I can do about it. And then I often have people, and this is my personal experience aside, because again, maybe I should put a caveat. I'm not judging anyone because I might not say my full 100 story on air, on air. But I have had my experiences and, you know, I have dealt with them how best I knew how to at the time. So I am, you know, saying this as per, I have seen situations where I've had stories or I have had people, you know, tell me their personal experiences. And my question is always, they knew, they had foreknowledge that this was someone who was, you know, sleeping with other people. Mm -hmm. And then they got into messy situations this is even beyond what happens on the outside. I'm talking about what happens in your home. And then they got into messy situations where they had repercussions of another person's actions. And I've, back in the days of IMO in Europe, back in the days of no knowledge, I used to ask, how can you stay with someone when you know that they're doing those kind of things? I got a little wiser and it became, how did you find the, didn't you think about yourself when deciding to mm-hmm. continue to sleep? with that person. I'm not even saying stay. I'm mm-hmm. saying sleep with that person. So I want to know from a professional's point of view that have you seen women who have had maybe not even even lifelong implications, but mm-hmm. even temporary implications of having a serial, like a cheating spouse or a cheating partner? And what would your advice be to someone who is in a relationship
0: with someone who cheats? So because we try to keep things very private and confidential, mm-hmm. the very, very... Tactful in managing that situation, so sometimes a woman com- most times we found that it's the men that cheats more, because when we are consulted, part of the questions we'll ask you is, how many sexual partners have you had in the last six months? We've had a man married, children. and then to my surprise, <laughs> how many sexual partners have you had in the last six months?" And you tell me five. Mm-hmm. I'm irritated, but I have to hide it
1: friends
0: <laughs> <laughs> can't help.
2: And this is
0: honest. <laughs> where is madame when you're having these five partners? Like, they're too much in six months. Not, Not even f- one person that is a side you go yeah. This is five partners plus madame join. All of you, you know? Sure. So, yes. they use protection? That's the most annoying thing. They
2: don't. This, no,
0: they don't. Some of them don't. And I'm wondering, and this person has a virus that's it's only through sex you can get that particular yeah. virus. So sometimes you have couple, luckily, this man is very randy and the woman doesn't have that infection, but the man has it. How come? So, yeah, it happens. You have what we call discordance couple. Very so fun. what happens is that it's only, the only way science has been able to explain that is by their immunity. When your partner's immunity is very strong and high up there,
1: is so good.
0: sometimes you may not get that infection. Hmm. Like HIV. We've had a couple mm-hmm. where this was the woman now who has had HIV, but the man has didn't have it. And they've been married for 10 years. Okay. So, so she didn't get it through sex. She said she had never had any partner, you know. So maybe she got it through maybe needle Sharing or name. tattoo yeah, yeah. or something wow. like that. But she has had it, and the man has not had it. He doesn't have the children, doesn't have. And they didn't even know for 10 years that they've been married. So sometimes these things happen. Christians will call it miracle. And then science just says it's because of the man's immune system. Okay. So when a cheating partner comes and then the impact on the other person is most times, apart from the mental health issues, that the woman knows that this man is cheating, it is the the woman gets the the virus or the bacteria. If you're lucky, the bacteria will treat you and you go and that's it. But if it's a virus, you have to live with it for the rest of your life. Example, herpes, HPV. Mm. HIV, hepatitis. Mm. Another thing we notice when this treating partner comes, they don't want to be tested. Maybe the woman comes to the clinic first and she says, I have an infection. We ask her, have you had any other partner apart from your husband? She Mm-ba. says no. So she says she wants to do the test. And we say, okay, you need to invite your husband so we can do the test as well because he will need to be treated. This man comes and says, no, don't test me. Just treat me. Just treat me. And I'm like, no, we just want to be sure. No, no, no. It's the same thing now. She means writing her. Yeah, I have it too. Just treat me. Because he doesn't want us to find out that he, he just wants them to live on assumption that she's the one that has the problem and he doesn't. But by the time you tell the woman, please excuse me, let me ask your partner some questions. This man is telling you, I've had several partners in the last six months. Mm-hmm. And one thing is that women usually manifest symptoms of infection more yeah, and faster than, men. Yes. than the men. Yes. So when they come down with this, the man, you sometimes will say, oh, you're the one that gave me this mm. infection. Meanwhile, it is them. That were the carriers. That were the carriers. Is there
1: any way to find out who had it first?
0: So unfortunately, sometimes you're not able to accept maybe an infection like hepatitis. If you do some viral load testing, yes, you'll be able to find out how long the infection has been. But apart from that, other ones you no, know, it's difficult to say.
2: I'm taking you a bit out of your like professional realm. Mm-hmm. I'm just using this to so you're just gonna answer bit of my question. What would you advise for someone who is in a relationship with in you know, a serial chip and um like please be honest so Mm -hmm. I know that the initial recommendation you might not want to say it is don't put yourself in that situation you don't have to stay but if that's your recommendation based on what you've seen that would be lovely to hear but also tell us what would you advise periodic checks what are the things that you so if
0: you have a cheating partner and you you are still in love with him
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that they will not say
3: You know,
0: so and uh, you still want to be there, then there's nothing you can do than having a periodic check and possibly use a condom when you're having sex. Oh, if you want anybody to wants to do that, to themselves. Uh, I, don't. I don't know. That's a lot of you know, this heartbreak well, yeah. and body break. So but if you still want some people still want to be there, they don't mind. You, you can be there, to be but you there. don't
2: have to have sex with them, right? It's not that easy unless you start cheating. I think one thing we've established in this yeah. episode is it's a natural instinct. Women too want to have sex. So if you're with the cheating partner and you say you're um, not getting it yeah. from him, you probably and sometimes get it from women don't else. want
0: to leave their partners for so many reasons. Yeah. Mostly I know two reasons: money. And Second children. reason, not children. If the man can do it very well, and you know that yes, ah, this, I can't get it from I anyone. can't get anyone. If yeah. you can do it, you can, you can pump you very well. And uh, when you think about it, you say, I can't leave this. I'm man. happy you said it because
2: yeah. I've heard people say that's that that reality, to and be honest. Sometimes you say, like, like, I can never be me.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. So if you know that you are there for those two reasons, then you need to protect yourself, get necessary vaccines that can help you prevent life-threatening diseases. I vaccines for
1: everything. God no. help us. Mm.
0: For the ones that are available, mm. I mean, you should get those ones. For like for check. hepatitis, you should get that. And then for cervical cancer, those ones that are really life-threatening, you should get it. And then also, say condom. That's the advice. But if you cannot stay... Yeah, some men will not agree with please. you. Use condom with their wives. They're but but when, you, when you are cheating, what will I do? I have to use a condom. I have to protect myself. And before, yeah, so man. what usually I say to people that have partners also is that before they come to you, let them go and do the tests and bring the results yeah. and make sure that they are clean before you do anything. If not, use a condom.
2: Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think I speak for all three of us. And, you know, I'm going to let the, the peas echo this when I say we've learned a lot and we're Thank so grateful you. that you found the time to join us today. Peanuts as always, if you have any questions, I think we're going to crave um, Linda's indulgence that if you have any questions that we cannot answer based mm-hmm. on, you know, simple research, we can reach out to her mm-hmm. and she'll be kind enough to, you know, give us responses and we'll pass on to you. Yes. Um, if you also need someone to talk to, we highly recommend because one of us referred Linda on this podcast, Simi, you know, has been or can say, like if so yeah. you can vouch for you know the pink clinic so please and I'm sure you know at this rate probably Ada and I will become <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: pinkers. pinkers as well so please uh HMO uh not yet. we're working on it we're working okay. on it okay great that's, that's
2: a key question yeah so please if you need you know we highly recommend we would put when we put out this episode on social media we'll tag her page mm. so that you can reach out directly if you don't want to go through us that's you know yeah. totally acceptable but thank you so much linda for My joining pleasure. us today thank you thank,
1: thank you thank peanuts for listening thank you, linda. this was a very amazing
2: episode yes yeah i had a good time too thank you we saw you come alive, <laughs> and, alive forward and you know to come yes, again. hopefully yeah. yes i hope that we do have a second i was going to say that the mental implications of you know we talked about cheating and i think mm-hmm. it's an episode that we've kind of Maybe because of me, because I mentioned one day that I don't want to go there, but I think it's an episode that we haven't dealt into. So hopefully when we talk about the mental, we'll also mm-hmm. look at the physical and we can have various experts,
0: you know, in That'll the room nice. with us.
2: But thank you everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We're all about finding out what's up with all things life. And if there's anything you'd like us to discuss, please send us a DM on IG. a chance to listen to us figure it all out excel